0: Welcome to the Life Atelier podcast, zero. We are starting over completely. I am intentionally clearing space for 52 episodes this year. We are slowing down, we are slowing down. (laughs) We are slowing down and tapping into the quiet, big, powerful energy of space now I have this intention to give you one podcast a week which will be theory and then what I would love to do is then interview somebody for the second episode that week about how they how they're actually activating and how they're implementing things I don't yet know how that will work out I might need to do it sometimes on Instagram um But hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to do it. In fact, you know what? When I hear that word hopefully, I just think, get lost. I will make it happen, okay? And I think hopefully is a word that I personally get this like feeling around it. Because hopefully tells me that, well, I don't really know if it's going to happen. Like maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. And this is the year of deciding that things will happen and then making them happen and doing it intentionally and doing it from a place of flow and spaciousness and ease. So I've literally already brainstormed, let me have a look, I've got it on my browser, it's called the 52. And I think I've got the first 25 or 30 ideas written out. Yeah, crikey, really exciting things coming up for you. And my plan is to do this one podcast with the theory and then give you a a blog post, a journal. The journal will be going up, hopefully, hopefully, (laughs) okay, let's be honest about it. No, the journal probably won't be up on the 1st of January. That's what I wanted to do. But actually when I intentionally put the spaciousness into the next few days what I've been doing is working on the little leopard print book which is what you will hopefully be looking at while you listen to this. I've been working on that today rather than putting the journal onto the new website so instead the journal will be there in a week or so. That's Rita coming to join me on the sofa <laughs> and and you have got plenty, you've got your own lives, you've got the little leopard print book to work through, but just know that there will be this journal space. And I want to just explain where this has come from. So I'm sitting right now in Andalusia, and I drove down on Christmas Day with Rita. And when I drove down, I had like one CD that I was listening to, but generally... I'd just been starting to like really, really clear space. I started by clearing my phone. I'll put a little Instagram post about how I started to do it and, and saying goodbye. And I took this decision. It's so interesting to me recording this on Friday, the 29th of December, because basically the last month um, of the year, I think starting like last week of November. I just decided this is happening. I am going to France in January and that is it. And I'm gonna start taking action steps even though my nervous system was freaking out. Like I, I don't know, I wouldn't describe it as anxiety but it was, well, yeah, probably anxiety to be honest. But there was like this constant sort of spiking and pain in my neck and what was so, Funny, I was going to say fun, wasn't fun, it was very unpleasant, was I was already familiar with this. So this had happened to me when I started to create my fifteen hour work week, and it was very unfamiliar to me. And I was really just starting to work on kind of connecting my mind and my body and starting to notice what was happening in my body, when I had certain thoughts, what the background level of anxiety was. And, of course, it was happening while I was taking Rita to the hospital and coming home and, you know, getting bad news every bloody week. And then the excitement and elation of thinking she was going to recover. And then two weeks later having to go. You know, at one point I was joking that they would just need to put a zip in her stomach. She had like three stomach surgeries And when she had the final big surgery, well, it wasn't the final big surgery. When she had what I thought was going to be the final big surgery before I went to New York in July, I remember I just, they called me and said, the abscess isn't responding to antibiotics, the abscess in her liver, we think we need to do, we need to do another operation. And I just started to cry and I said like, you can't, like her little body can't, it can't take anymore. But it could. And after that, whew, there were more operations, there were more procedures. That was the really, 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 really scary week. And yet, yeah, September, the first 10 days, we went for the ultrasound and the abscesses had completely disappeared, which the vet's only explanation was that your dog is a miracle dog. So, looking back at all of those points over this year where My nervous system has gone into absolute freak-out, and then understanding what's happening and knowing that I can work with it and work around it has meant that I was able to keep taking the action steps, and now I'm sitting here Friday the 29th of December, I'm gonna be logging off tomorrow for a couple of days, my friend is coming to stay for New Year's Eve, and then on the 10th of January, I move to Toulouse to France. And it's happening, I'm booking my accommodation, I've been winding down and closing my Spanish business, preparing to set up French life, I've been dating, I've been doing all these things that just felt impossible a couple of months ago. I mean, they really, if you told me I was going to be doing them, I would have said, ha ha ha. And and yet here we are, okay? So wherever you are right now, Yes, monkey, Rita is going to contribute some barks because our neighbor is coming home and we're in an apartment and I'm gonna see if I can keep recording. Yeah, it's okay, monkey, that's it. So, and I'm keeping recording intentionally, by the way, because some of my Students, some of my clients, sometimes don't want to come to group coaching because they have a noisy puppy or a crying baby. And and I really want to demonstrate that it's okay, right? We can have the noise of life. Anything that I do, you are very welcome to bring all of your life to it. I just got a like vision of, well, some interesting things. <laughs> Within reason. <laughs> Please don't bring your <laughs> your drum kit. You know, if you're a drumming enthusiast, we don't need that. <laughs> or your emotional support camel. Um, but if you do randomly have a camel in your kitchen and this is the only time you have to get coached, don't worry. Bring the camel. It's OK. So, yes, where are we? Yes, wherever you are, basically, I just want to show you that this episode is for you, we're going to be doing things much more slowly, more powerfully, more intentionally in 2024 and that is the result of me having that space for myself, creating that space and driving down and just starting to think about what's next, where am I now, when I take decisions from where I am now and what came to me was just this like very clear vision of I am going to go all in on my minimalist business. I'm going to cut out anything that is a distraction or is noise and I'm gonna create this like clean, fresh, powerful space for you, for my community to also start to do things your own way, okay? So this is the first piece of that, the little leopard print book. And it's obviously called cool that because the standard thing is the little black book. And I was like, "Oh, I don't want a little black book. I really love leopard print." So we've got the little leopard print book. Um, if you haven't already, go to the episode notes here and click on the link, and you'll find a Notion document that is called the little leopard print book. And what you'll see on the on the page when you open it is a template. Now. I definitely recommend that you create a notion account yourself and duplicate it and keep this version as your um, as your main template, because trust me, I'm going to be updating it and adding things. There's a whole section called Joie de fucking vive, and that is going to be anything that energizes me that, you know, makes me excited and inspired and motivated. I'll be adding things to that. But what you'll notice right now, if you're listening to this just before 2024, is we've got the soundtrack to the Little Leopard Print book. I've put the video or the audio that I was listening to while I wrote it, but you're welcome to start to add your own soundtracks. And I think of music as energy drops. So part of my coaching is about how do you create energy and how do you like fill up your energy before you do something sorry I just paused because I was like oh my god I didn't hit record I did thank god (laughs) the next thing is the mood right the mood is all in baby okay and I've put a video that is from the prune and blue membership where I've described exactly what going all in means to me. I am an expert going all in. When I finished the Time Hacker certification, we all got like a little bit of feedback from, not a little bit, we got a hell of a lot of feedback actually. We got feedback from all of our um, fellow cohort members, we got feedback from Vicky and my feedback from Vicky was that I represented transformation, that I had been the perfect example of going all in, like the mindset of going all in. And this is really important. As the video will explain, going all in is not about hustling and forcing an effort. Going all in is about getting clear on who you need to be to create the result that you want. So for the 15-hour work week, I could not create that with the 40-hour mindset. I had to lean into trust. I had to lean into processing my emotions. I had to lean into the possibility that it was possible in order for me to do that. And the same with going all in with Rita's journey and her health journey. I had to do my very coachiest best to use all of the tools that I had. And I also had to lean into the essence of Emma Lavelle. And I am someone who, believes in joy I practice joy I have always been a ridiculously optimistic and joyful person I don't know if that's because of like I don't I don't know I don't know if it's DNA nature versus nurture I don't know but it has been a tool that has (laughs) positive and negatives all of our tools are neutral Right, And depending on the state of our nervous system, so my optimism and my joyfulness has been able to be a tool that hurt me and damaged me when I wasn't in the right place. And so what I've been learning to do with coaching is how to apply that tool so that it is my greatest strength. We talk about this a lot in coaching, okay? So yes, it's going to look at going all in. And this is really you're getting also the next level of my coaching and the title of this first episode episode 0 the pre episode is going to be baby we're just getting started because all last year i thought that i had found my thing that coaching my way of helping people was to help them create life balance right life balance life balance life balance and actually what i realized in the last few days, and on the drive down, while I've been creating this space and clearing things out, is actually the life balance was the springboard for creating freedom and joy. Okay, so what we're going to do, and God knows what it'll be next year, that's very exciting, just thinking about that now, right, but what we're doing is we're using The tools and the skills that I refined last year personally, and then also that my coaching clients have to create life balance. And then once you've got that life balance, you're then going to push off, right? And I think about it as putting ice skates on, or stepping on uh, a skateboard, or, or, or getting on a bicycle or a surfboard. There's that moment of like wobble, learning to balance, and then you go, right? You're balancing to then prepare for movement and for flow. Even in yoga, I think about, you know, I did this um, vinyasa routine this morning and I was falling all over the bloody place because it was like, it was higher than my level. It was way higher than my level, but that's okay. And so the moments where we had a balancing pose, it was like such relief And I realized that just having those couple of seconds of balance, it let me reset so that I could then move, okay? So this is where we are. We were just getting started by learning how to balance. Like that was not the destination. Learning how to balance was preparation. And now we create joy, we create freedom, okay? So as you work through this notion document, the most important thing for you is, number one, to go at your own pace okay, there are a couple of tools that I've put in the section that says, hello, beautiful human, and I just want to explain them. So first of all, the concept of self-awareness. So coaching really is about developing self-awareness, because until we develop self-awareness, we are taking decisions from a place of our primal brain. What that means is they are driven by either avoiding pain moving towards pleasure, okay, so they're like, why did I just eat an entire Ben and Jerry's thing when I now feel sick? Well, your brain was motivated by pleasure, okay, and then also the third thing is conserving energy, your brain doesn't want you to do anything that will cost energy, so that includes new things, right, doing something new costs energy, taking a new path, you have to think more, you have to go off autopilot, so your brain's objective for you, your primal brain, is those three things, avoid pain, move towards pleasure, conserve energy. But then our higher self and our human thinking, cognitive, problem solving, the bit that actually makes us happy, because you'll notice those three things don't make you happy necessarily, or maybe they make you happy for a second, but then you don't get sustained happiness. So by developing self-awareness, we get to notice like, Oh, I'm doing that thing because of my brain. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Right, now what do I actually want to do? Okay, so it's really about developing that concept of self-awareness. We are also developing the skill of holding two concepts at once, right? This can be, as I just mentioned, that my entire body is reacting with fear to the idea of moving countries. My brain says, listen, you did this, (laughs) you did this two years ago, okay, you moved to Normandy with your ex-partner, you had a plan, you failed, it ended in disaster, right, you had to come back with your tail between your legs, okay, so that's what my brain is, my body is saying, is like, this is dangerous, stay where you're safe, yeah, you're not happy in this little village, okay, you know, it's, it, it doesn't match who you want to be, it doesn't support the goals that you have, right, you want a chateau with an animal sanctuary and to host retreats, that's not going to happen in Pastrana, that's going to happen in France, okay, so I can hold that fear and also hold that I am going to take action steps anyway, and my capacity for that is how much I'm creating safety and how much I'm looking after my body to hold that fear and also the action taking. Now, our third concept that I want you to consider before you start to look at the resources is the nature of coaching being a constant practice. I literally did a reel on Instagram this morning about how I have structured my business so that the coaching programs are studios they give you that space to come and get coached day in, day out, with pauses and breaks built in. That's why we have a rest week at the end of every month, sometimes two, okay, so that you have that space to be like, ha, I'm living without coaching. I'm just going to eat ice cream and watch Netflix and then be like, okay, let's get coached again, because it is a constant journey. And yet, When I got coached yesterday, I realised that I dropped my self-coaching practice a couple of weeks ago. I am a coach who has coaching studios, and I stopped prioritising coaching myself. I was getting coached by other people, but I wasn't coaching myself. And that's because my brain wanted to conserve energy, right? It was just a human brain being a human brain, okay? So instead, when I got coached and I remembered and I was reminded that, yes, this is a constant practice, it brings me back to that concept of the journey itself is the destination. I talk about this a lot because it's so important. (laughs) It's so important. And You know, one example of how that has shown up in my real life was when I did my trip to Toulouse and it's an eight hour drive. And I decided, okay, my initial urge, what I wanted to do was wake up at 5 a.m. and like make a head start. And actually, when I thought, okay, if the actual journey, the road trip, if that is one day of experience, how do I want to experience that? Okay so I just want to wake up when I wake up because I want to feel rested and I want to feel present not tired. I want to stop off at different places and take photographs and get coffee and explore as I go. I want to prepare, you know, music to listen to and audiobooks that I'm excited about which you'll notice is very different to the intentional journey that I took where the journey was also the destination traveling from Madrid to Andalusia a couple of days ago. That journey was about creating that space to say goodbye to the era of my life where I lived in Pastrana and I lived in Madrid and to prepare that void and that space for the new French life to come into. Okay, so again, we want to just be constantly checking in with what do I need today? What do I want to choose to do today rather than having this, this is what I do all of the time. Okay, concept four rupture and repair. This is Again, like life changing for me. So, you are going to be looking at how you practice self compassion. And the reason for that is I haven't added a resource on it actually about self trust. Um, but, self trust, maybe I will have by the time you read this. But, self trust is sort of one of the first pieces of the prune and bloom coaching framework because we need to repair our relationship with ourselves and with our self-trust in order for us to start doing different things. And I got this idea from Philippa Perry's book, where she talks about the relationship between parent and child and how like parents, you're going to do bad things, right? You're going to do stupid things. You're going to do illogical things. You're going to do cruel things to your child, not intentionally, just because you're human. But what she says that I found so liberating is that's okay as long as you repair that ruptured trust and that ruptured relationship. So what I then thought about is, okay, how do I apply this to myself? If I'm developing my relationship with self-trust, because it was like a shit show. It was a mess. I did not trust myself. I was constantly looking for other people's answers, you know, buying courses, buying training, looking for another book on productivity, another book on, you know, how should I be eating? What diet should I have? And all the time, my body was like, hello, I can tell you what you need. I can tell you if actually you need to not be vegan right now and have some chicken. I can tell you if you're missing some vitamin C, check in with me right? And the same with my mind and the things that I want. But we don't learn self-trust. We don't learn that that is an actual relationship that requires work. So of course, why would you know about this concept of rupture and repair? So I hope that helps you to sort of have an example of how this could work. And the fifth concept is theory plus activation. This runs through everything I do. My number one um, personality trait is activator. And again, that is amazing when I'm really balanced and everything's great and I'm <laughs> motivating people and making things happen. What doesn't work very well is when it's reactivity, when I'm tired and stressed. Okay, so What I've always done, whether that was as an English coach or a life coach, is helped people to go from just absorbing and passive theory to actually implementing and activating that theory. You probably already know everything you need to know to start to create your goals, to start to create change. What you're not doing are the action steps. Okay, so this is where these resources will help you, particularly working with self-compassion, self-compassion, and also your central nervous system. There are also resources to help you practice wanting. So you'll notice if you're looking at this document right now that step one and step two, you've got quite a few resources. And step three, there aren't really any except my whole free community. That's quite a big resource but step three is about activating. I didn't want to give you a whole bunch of resources about how to activate, how to do this, because I wanted you to just experience jumping in, okay, and just starting to get data. And and that's it, right? So I really hope you enjoy this. This is the, the firing shots of the little leopard print book, It is my love letter to my community and it's my love letter to myself when I think about how I also use these tools in the last year, last two years. And I just hope that, I just hope that you love it. I hope that you come and tell me what's useful. I hope you come and tell me uh, what your goals are, what your dreams are. And the final thing I just noticed, the state I've said before starting this, the state that I want you to get into when you're implementing these things is be cheeky, right? When we talk about rebalancing, the most powerful thing that you can do is be cheeky. Ask for more than you think you deserve. Push for more than you think that that you are allowed, okay? Because I promise you, I'm 99% certain that you have been socialized to expect less, than you actually can achieve you have been socialized to think that certain things are not for you you've been socialized to think that asking for things is shameful or bad or you know something bad will happen that you have to wait for things to happen you know god Eddie Izzard has a whole routine about blessed are the meek and how funny it is because actually the meek don't get anything we have to ask for things and This came up in my coaching session today. I was getting coached about how I had applied my kind of success blueprint, which is like to do things my way, right, and to break rules and to be cheeky, to using dating apps and how I went from like not ever dating... Ever, because my relationship started as all great British relationships do by getting drunk and then moving in with someone pretty much within a couple of weeks and and how you know whilst I was in those relationships 15 years of relationships dating apps appeared and everything changed and so I just decided I'm going to be really cheeky and I'm just going to experiment and I'm only going to click on hot guys and I'm going to be really cheeky when I message them on Bumble And I ended up having three dates in 48 hours in Toulouse, three completely different dates with three different nationalities. And it was so much fun. Like it was so much fun. And I had been so scared of using dating apps. I thought awful things were going to happen. It would be terrible and there would be bad things. But I had the mindset of, let's see what happens. Like, how can I be cheeky? And so I just want to invite you to start thinking about how could you be cheeky, okay? How could you rebalance that imbalance of our 80% negativity bias, of our socialization, of our conditioning, and start to implement cheekiness as a strategy? You might prefer being rebellious or being naughty or whatever it is you want. Like for me, cheekiness works really well, okay? Okay. Now, if you are listening to this before the 31st of December, 2023, um, there is a speakeasy sale. I've got a couple of one-to-one spaces left with the lifetime option and the annual and lifetime options for Prune and Bloom are on 50% off, which is a little crazy, but it's just for a couple of days. And then from January the 1st, you will get the information about joining Prune and Bloom, what we've got planned for the new year. I'm also going to be running my first ever mastermind, the Minimalist Business Mastermind, which I'm gonna teach you the tools that I used to create my version of the 15 hour work week, which is actually, I call it the 12, three, four, where I have the last week, sometimes two, depending on the calendar, of every month completely free, which means that I can plan 12 adventures a year. And this is the first year that I'm going into it with like the whole year laid out. Last year, it was hit and miss. Like I got some of them, some of them I didn't. I had to rearrange because Rita was sick because family was sick, you know, different things. Um, So again, I'm allowed that flexibility. And then it's working for, for, for those three weeks, the first three weeks of each month, and then four days. So I do between three and five hours on each of those four days. And I keep Wednesday free at the moment. Wednesday is my do whatever the fuck I like day, which at the moment means traveling. So that's our traveling day. So there you go. You can jump on the waiting list for that. I'm very excited about doing a mastermind. And, and I'll see you in the Life Atelier or on Instagram.